Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode. I've got a big one for you today. We're going to be talking about flexible dieting and in particular, my tips, the tips and tricks that I've learned over the years of following flexible dieting and also hang around for this week's social media question of the week, which is what do I do for my morning routine? Now, for those of you that know me, will know that I'm big on morning routines and having daily habits, so this will be worth sticking around for just to see what I do each day to get my day uh, started in the right way and making sure I'm productive and, and achieving my goals throughout the day. So thanks for tuning in. As I said, big show. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Okay guys, as I mentioned, I'm gonna be running through some tips and tricks that I've picked up along the way while following flexible dieting. If you've been a subscriber to the podcast for some time now or if you've followed any of my work and content on social media, you'll know what flexible dieting is, tracking your calories, your macronutrients, so your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. In my opinion, it's the most sustainable way to eat for long-term results, uh, whether you're an athlete, whether you just wanna get in shape, whether you're someone that wants to focus on general health and well-being, I think it's perfect for everybody. So these are some of the things I've picked up along the way, and if you're just new to flexible dieting, these will really help you out. Even if you've been following it for a while, there might be a few things in here which uh, you've never heard of before, it may help you out. So tune in, um, write these down if you need to, listen back to them again, and um, we'll get into it. So number one is obviously invest in some kitchen scales. So these are essential for flexible dieting. You need to have kitchen scales to, to weigh things such as your meats, um, peanut butter, you know, whatever it is, you need, the, this is probably the one thing that you essentially need along with the MyFitnessPal app if you are going to be following flexible dieting. The next thing, track at the start of your day. So if you're somebody who is using the MyFitnessPal app or whatever app you decide to use and you're tracking your calories as you go throughout the day, so as you have each meal, you're putting it in the app you're gonna have a rough time because you're gonna eventually get to a point where there'll be days where you've eaten way too much early in the day and then you'll get to dinner and you've only got a couple hundred calories left and believe me, that sucks. So to save all that trouble, save all that hassle, track your foods at the start of the day. So go into the app, it may even be the night before. Sometimes I'll do the night before. So I'll go into my app, I'll put in roughly the meals that I'm gonna be having for the day. It doesn't have to be 100%. But you should have a rough idea of what you're going to eat for that day. By putting everything in, I can make sure that I'm nice and close to my macronutrient and calorie targets. So that way, even if I do have something different later in the day, it's easy to change it around. Uh, for me and for my clients, I like to talk about comparing flexible dieting and your calorie intake to a money budget or a financial budget. You know, you need to budget that that amount of money properly. Otherwise, you're going to spend it all at once, or you're going to spend it all too early, and uh, and you're going to be left with no money at all. So, start looking at your calorie intake like a budget. Um, take it a little bit more seriously, or not so much seriously, but just put a bit more thought into it. Just planning. Um, you know, as cliche as it, as it is, if you if you're failing to prepare, then you're preparing to fail. So, take that couple of minutes. And for anybody who says I don't have the time to put my foods into the app or I don't have time to sit there and plan my day, it literally takes me about one to two minutes max in the morning or the night before to put in the foods that I'm gonna be having 
And essentially that's what's gonna get me the results because consistency is the key. If I'm making sure that each and every day I'm close to my calorie target and my macronutrient targets, then I'm gonna see results. Um, so a big tip there, and if you're not doing it, I would definitely start doing it already. Track your calories at the start of the day or the day before. Next one, estimate or overestimate when you eat out. So if I'm going to go and eat out, let's say for example, I'm gonna have a couple of slices of pizza, barbecue chicken pizza, I would go into my fitness pal, I would put in barbecue chicken pizza, I'd pick any of the options that looks like it's roughly um, roughly about where it would it's meant to be, so it's a, a pretty accurate reading, and I'll always overestimate the calories. So if there's two options that I think look good, one's 450 calories and one's 500, then I'll pick that 500 because if anything, at the end of the day, I'm gonna be underneath my calorie intake and I'm not gonna have blown it out. But if I'm just going in and trying to pick the option that looks the best to me, and you know, you see uh, all the options around, you know, a few hundred calories, and then all of a sudden you see one that's 50 calories, you know, uh, as as much as we'd we'd uh, we'd love it if if pizza was 50 calories per slice, it's usually not going to be the case. So it's not worth picking that just because it looks like it's the best option. Pick one that's overestimated, um, and like I said, at the end of the day, if anything, you're going to be under your calories. Now part two to this, if you know you're gonna be eating out, always track that meal first. So if I know that I'm gonna be going out for dinner tonight when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'll do is I'll go into my fitness pal, I'll go into dinner, and I'll put in the meal that I think I'm gonna have. I'll overestimate it, I'll plug that in first, and then I'll work the rest of my day around that. So that way I know when I get to that meal, I'm all sweet, I'm set. I don't have to worry about going over my calories or I don't have to worry about whether or not I have enough calories to play with to have that meal. I know I've already tracked it, so stress-free, go and enjoy myself, whether it's with friends, family, your partner, whatever it is, but that way it's accounted for, you just move on and we see results. And that's what we're all doing this for is because we wanna see results. Next thing is try new things. I think a lot of people are just kind of stuck in their ways when it comes to dieting and even when you do go towards that flexible dieting approach. You're just so used to eating the same foods over and over again because maybe you've been someone who's followed clean eating in the past or you've been following a meal plan. So you feel like you have to stick to certain foods. The whole point of flexible dieting is to be able to rotate your food sources, whether that be your carbohydrates, your proteins, your fats, your vegetables, whatever it is. Just try new things, see what your body responds best to. Um, make sure you're fitting your macronutrients, you're hitting your micros, so things like your fiber and your vitamins, your minerals and all that type of stuff. But keep things interesting, rotate those food sources and make the most out of the flexible dieting approach. Next thing is make sure that you're eating and drinking 90% of your calories from whole foods and nutrient dense foods. I think a big mistake that a lot of people make when first starting flexible dieting or it's also commonly known as if it fits your macros is trying to eat as much crap as possible as long as it fits in with your macros or seeing how much stuff you can eat that's not so much seen as healthy as long as as long as it fits your macros well it's kind of defeating the purpose of uh, of eating healthy and trying to follow a healthy and sustainable approach you want to be making sure that majority of your calories are coming from nutrient dense food so you will find that a lot of the things that you eat and drink are similar to a you know quote unquote clean eating approach, except now we're just tracking it. It's a lot more accurate, it's gonna be a lot more consistent because we know what our intake is from day to day. But make sure that you are making that effort to fuel your body with 
high quality foods, high quality protein sources, complex carbohydrates, getting enough vegetables, healthy fats, all that type of stuff. Flexible dieting, as I've said, is not about trying to eat as much crap as you can. It's just about rotating your food sources, keeping things interesting, um, and not being so restrictive with what you can and can't eat. Next thing, don't overdo it in terms of how disciplined you are with making sure you finish right on your macros. If I'm going to be 100% honest here, guys, I honestly can't remember the last time that I hit my three macronutrient targets all 100% right to the gram. If anything, you know, I usually finish slightly off, whether that's above or below. Uh, I like to follow a few ranges. So with protein and carbohydrates, I try and finish within 10 to 20 grams. If I'm trying to lose weight, I'll make sure it's in that 10 gram range. If I'm trying to gain weight, I'm a little more flexible and I'll keep it in that 20 gram range. So that's above or below my specific target. When it comes to fat, because fats are worth more calories per gram, we kind of keep that in a little bit. The ranges are a little bit smaller. So uh, if I'm trying to lose weight, then I'll try and keep it within three grams. If I'm trying to gain weight, then I'll just make sure it's within five grams above or below. But don't get to the point where you're so obsessed with tracking your macros that you're creating just as unhealthy of a relationship with food as you were when you were trying to eat clean or um, be really restrictive with your food choices, okay? So just relax a bit. It's just a rough estimate and you're just making sure that you're consistently around the number that you need to be. And if you're close to that number every single day, whether it's your, your calories along with all three macronutrients or whether it's a mix Um, You know, whether you're just sticking to calories and you might be tracking your protein as well. If you're close to those numbers, you're going to see results. I can guarantee it. So don't get too caught up on it. Don't get too restrictive in terms of of the freedom that you have with keeping some ranges with your macros. Next thing is don't track green vegetables or salad. This is something that I've only implemented recently, but I've found it highly beneficial. The amount of calories that you're going to be getting from most vegetables and salad is going to be very minimal anyway. Uh, Again, it just comes down to not as much stress. You're just not having to overdo it in terms of tracking every single thing you eat. Um, It's going to be very minimal in terms, as I've said, in terms of calorie intake with your green veggies and salad. So don't even bother tracking it. Eat as much as you want. Uh, It's a good thing. And I think it actually promotes you. It promotes more vegetables in people's diet. If if you're telling them that they can eat as much green veg as they like with meals because it's going to fill them up, it's going to help them reach their fiber intake, um, and it's going to help them reach their micronutrient intake for the day. Whereas if I'm telling you to track every single thing that you eat, Um, then you're going to go in, you put in your green veggies and you go, oh, well, that takes up a few carbohydrates, so I don't really want to waste my carbs on veggies. But that's not the case, guys. That is not the case at all. Eat as much vegetables as you can. Um, Obviously, if it's things like potatoes and stuff like that, they need to be tracked. But the majority of your green veg and salad does not need to be tracked in your calories or your macros in the app. Just eat it, enjoy it, eat till you're full, and then move on. Next thing is have protein handy. Uh, one of the things that I, uh, that I, the feedback I get from clients, sorry, initially when following flexible dieting or even those that have been following it for a while is if they've got busy days or whether they're traveling, they might be out and really busy with work, is at the end of the day, they're not even close to their protein goal or they, they might not be close to their calorie goal. And that's simply because they haven't had a chance to eat throughout the day. Maybe they decided not to eat because there wasn't any choices that were going to fit in with their calorie and macro goals. 
So my suggestion to you is always have protein handy, whether that's protein powder, so you can make up a shake, protein bars are just as convenient, or even any form of food that's gonna be high in protein, uh, which is just easy and convenient for you to be able to snack on throughout the day without having to worry about getting a full meal in. But that's just gonna allow you to make sure that at least you're hitting your protein minimum for the day if you haven't had a chance to eat as many calories and you're not gonna to get to dinner and go, shit, I need to eat a lot of calories before bed. I'm gonna be way under my protein goal unless I smash an absolute absurd amount of protein before I go to bed, which is probably not gonna be utilized anyway um, if I'm having too big of a serve. So definitely have protein handy. The next thing is don't track your supplements that aren't whey protein or any other form of protein supplement. So I'm talking about fat burners, um, branch chain amino acids, pre-workouts, all that type of stuff, unless they are high in carbohydrates. So something like a intra-workout shake where you've got high carbs, obviously that needs to be tracked. But if it's something like a branch chain amino acids that you're going to be having every single day, if it says that it's got X amount of calories in it and it's a very small amount, then don't worry about tracking it because... It's gonna be consistent, it's not worth tracking. If you're having it every single day, it's gonna be the same result anyway. So again, it just comes down to keeping things very simple, guys, not overdoing it, and just making sure that you're tracking the main things and staying as close as possible to your calorie goal and your macronutrient targets as well. The next thing is make sure that you, you track all of your meats raw. Um, and I think the same thing for vegetables as well, such as potatoes and stuff like that, or rice before it's cooked, uh, but definitely meat. So your chicken, your steak, your fish, all that type of stuff, make sure that it's weighed raw because the weight can be very different once it's been cooked, depending on how you've actually cooked it. So to keep things as consistent as possible and as accurate as possible, I would highly recommend weighing all your meats raw. Couple of things to go before we wrap things up and get into this week's social media question of the week. But the next one is weighing things like peanut butter or stuff that comes out of a jar. In my experience, the most accurate and easy way to weigh it is to put the tub or whatever. Let's just use the example of peanut butter because I am obsessed with peanut butter and I know a lot of people really tend to enjoy peanut butter. Um, so let's use that example. If I have a tub, I'm going to put it on the scales. Once it's on the scales, I want to press whatever you need to press to clear the weight. So you zero it back out. So the scales say zero. Then you scoop out what you want to use, and that'll give you the most accurate reading of how much you've used. So put the tub on, put it to zero, put my tablespoon in, grab out, say I want to get 20 grams. Take out 20 grams or take it out the peanut butter until it says I've taken out 20 grams, and that's going to be accurate because if you just uh, let's let's what's another example if um, if you don't zero it out first, okay. So if you put the tub on, you don't zero it out. You've just got it on there, and you want to you want to take out 20 grams. You might take out a bit extra, and then it's hard to put it back in and all that type of crap. So just to make sure that you're just keeping again. I keep saying the same stuff, but keep things simple um, and keep things accurate. So put it on, zero it out, take out whatever you need, whether it's peanut butter, Greek yogurt, anything that comes in a tub um, or a container, and that's going to be the most accurate way to do it. Now, lastly, this is a big one, and this is partly why you follow flexible dieting and one of the benefits of tracking your calories and your macros and knowing what food you're eating is learn your body, learn how your body responds what your body enjoys, what it needs uh, to perform at its best, to feel your best, and to look your best. So that means figuring out how your body responds to certain uh, sources of carbohydrates or protein 
or fats or how many carbs your your body needs before training to train at the most optimal level or whether or not you sleep well with a, a, a full stomach or whether you need to eat a few hours before you go to bed. All these things are, are very easily tracked when you are tracking your calories and your macros and, and you're consistent from day to day. So make the most of it. Uh, you know, there's, there's just another benefit of flexible dieting. So I hope these tips have helped you out. These are just things that I've picked up over the years of, of following flexible dieting and um, and I didn't know them all at the start. It's just a bit of trial and error and there's plenty more. I'm sure you guys have got some that I'm unaware of. So if you do, feel free to let me know whether it's on social media or email me, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. I'd love to hear them. Um, but I hope today's episode has helped. Now let's get stuck into the social media question of the week before we wrap things up. This week's social media question of the week, as I said at the start of today's episode, refers to morning rituals or daily habits. And the question specifically was, what is my morning ritual or what is my daily habits? It's a great question. And over the past 12 to 18 months, it's something I've taken a lot more seriously. And this is what I do every single morning. So I wake up. First thing, what I usually do is go and grab a glass of water to try and rehydrate a little bit. Um, If I'm in comp prep or if I'm trying to lean out, I'll weigh myself after I've been to the bathroom. The best time to weigh yourself is first thing in the morning on an empty stomach after you've been to the bathroom. The very next thing I do is sit down for five to 10 minutes and do my daily meditation or visualization. So I've been switching things up between your typical or sorry, your traditional meditation. um, And also uh, I've been trialing out things such as positive affirmations in the form of meditation. So I still sit there with my eyes closed, focus on some breathing, and I might listen to uh, some form of positive affirmations, or I might might spend that five to 10 minutes focusing on my breathing and going through a guided meditation. After that, I'll get out my diary. I'll go through and visualize, or not visualize, go back and have a look at the goals that I've set for the year, um, and then the goals that I've set for the week as well on a Sunday, and then I'll go in and write what I want to achieve out of that day. So I'll set daily goals as well. And I can't, I can't uh, praise this enough. And this is something, again, I've only actually started doing recently. I was just writing down my yearly goals every single day to make sure that I was aware of them and I was conscious of what I was trying to achieve. This year, I've broken that down even further, and I'm focusing now on writing down daily goals, and they could be something as simple as, you know, write tomorrow's email, it might be set up this week's podcast, it might be make sure you do two to three core exercises in today's session, it might be trying to be more present throughout the day, it could be trying to be a leader at work, it might be calling up someone that you haven't spoken to for a while, Um, but most of the time, these small goals are going to be working towards a larger goal that I've got for the year, so... I'm going to use the example of my podcast. If I have a goal of trying to get X amount of downloads per episode by the end of 2018, then a daily goal may be study up on who I can have on the show or have a look at what the stats have been this week and figure out how I can improve the show or improve the sound quality or plan the next episode. All that stuff, all those small efforts lead to big success and uh, and, and help you work towards your big goals. So, so far, wake up, have some water, meditate five to 10 minutes, write down my goals. The next thing is I'll always have my meal. So I'll have my first meal of the day. So I'll have a black coffee um, and whatever I feel like on that day. As, as you know, this whole episode, what this whole episode is about, follow flexible dieting. So that tends to change around a little bit. But after I've done all that, you know, that might take me anywhere from, you know, the meditation, five to 10 minutes, goal setting, about five minutes, um, and then my first meal and have a coffee. And that's all before I go to work. So 
before I've even got to work and I start at usually 5.30, 6 a.m., I feel like I'm already productive. I feel like I'm switched on. I'm in a really good headspace and I'm ready to attack the day and make sure that I'm conscious of what I want to achieve and what I want to get out of the day. And for me, it just works. I, I just feel like that that takes care of my mental state. It takes care of setting the tone for the day. And I'm obviously staying active and being healthy as well. So that's part of my daily habits. And I guess you could call that a ritual as well. But that morning routine really sets up my day. And if you don't have a morning routine, I'd, I'd highly recommend uh, trying it out, um, giving it a go, seeing if you, you feel like it helps you and uh, feels like, see if it helps you be a bit more productive and get more out of your day. But that's my morning ritual. And that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you've taken something out of it. Uh, if you have, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your social media, whether that's Snapchat, your Instagram story. You might post the link to your Facebook or just tell a friend about the episode and the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And I can't wait to talk to you again in next week's episode. Thanks a lot, guys.